Oh, damn. I think it's the animal. It's drawing my bloody mouth out. And I've got really nice cups, but they're, like, small. And they're really nice. They're better than just drinking out of, like, you know, frat house cups. They're all rainbowy, like my cutlery, but uh, small. And just carry two cups around. Um, anyway, that's it's just something. Just lick my ass, boy, cause you know what I like. I wanna see you doing tricks on a shiny blue bike. I wanna see you riding dirty up and down the street. So cover me in orange juice and sausage meat. So a lot of people ask me, Jim, how do you get your hands so soft? And I say, you sweet, childish idiot. It's fairy washing up liquid. Hmm. Basically, I like to make up songs and I usually forget them. <laughs> I will sing all the time, usually about like doing things with bums and, and poo and wee and, and everything. Because as you can tell, I find that amusing. Sometimes I write them for Jonathan Holmes, but a lot of times I can't remember the tunes. I mean, there is one that, uh, yeah. Come with me, yes, come with me, take my hand and you'll be free. This is for Jonathan. Come into the forest, climb a tree, what do you see? I hope you see my grandpa shitting in the forest again. <laughs> and then there's one about a funeral we held for a friend, but the friend was still alive, and then we invited the friend and, and pretended we couldn't hear the friend. <laughs> That's the longest one I've actually written words for. I, I forget most of them. Sometimes you start this show, Jim, and I just... I find myself in awe. Sometimes you'll do a start to this show and I'm like, I, I just have to sit in silence and just sit with this one. Just let this one percolate a minute. I mean, poor <laughs> Justin, right? Basically, when he's here, like, helping me film, it's like I'm accidentally fucking with his head. Like, he doesn't know what's real and what's not because we'll be talking about something and he'll be off camera. And unbeknownst to him, at some point in the conversation, I will have decided it's going in. And he doesn't know. <laughs> but I can't give the game away because it's it's going to lead up to the turn to the camera and there it is. I mean, obviously, if it was something he wasn't comfortable with, it wouldn't go in. But whenever someone is like in the room with me doing filming and stuff, my one objective is to make them laugh and ruin the take, <laughs> which I will then keep in. If only to remind people that I'm fucking funny and can make people laugh. So don't question me. That's the thing, though. Sometimes the response is laughter. Sometimes it is, you've broken some part of my brain. The cogs are jammed. <laughs> it's going to be a second before whatever's lodged in there gets moving again. Oh, I'm sorry. I hope. I hope <laughs> no, not... don't apologize. It's wonderful. Okay. That's, that's good to know. That's good to know. It's like my brain just has to stop and just, just be in this moment for a second. You've, you've, you've done something, Jim, and we, <laughs> We, we just gotta sit with it. Yeah, yeah. We just have to. We just have to deal with it. You know the Undertaker. I'm familiar. The wrestler. Yeah. You remember the the manager he had, Paul Bearer. I do. That was his goal during promos was to try and make the Undertaker laugh. So he'd be pulling all those faces like he was Ron Mail out of Sparks and just my Undertaker. Oh yes, 
most of that was just to try to get the Undertaker who's doing the whole stoic zombie thing to like crack a smile. I think there's one video where you almost see him do it. I like to do that. I like to to just sort of I'll get you. I'll get you with a giggle. You know, you know uh, I mean, obviously, clearly not right now, but um, <laughs> at some point, eventually, it's 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 inevitable. Like Thanos, you remember from that film? If you throw enough spaghetti at the wall, eventually there'll be a funny joke in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. My recording is so uneven volume-wise. I don't know why. Oh well, I have to leave it to the leave it to the boffins in the lab to figure this one out. Well, welcome to Pogquisition, everyone. Oh, what? It's, a, it's ostensibly a video game show. Oh, is that what we're doing? Oh, god damn it. You tricked us again, Laura. I just wanted to talk at my friends. Yeah, this is, this is, for everyone who, you know, just listens to the show and doesn't, you know, take part in it. What you don't know is behind the scenes every week I send a message to Jim and Conrad <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I've got, a, I've got an hour, maybe an hour and a half free on Wednesday afternoon. Oh. Do you want to just hang out on Skype for a bit? Like, may, maybe set, like, Audacity recording just in case Something like something happens in the other room and you need evidence of it, but like let's just hang out on Skype. It'll be a fun time, and then suddenly, wham, bam! It's Podquisition. I tricked you once again. <laughs> You'd think after three hundred plus weeks they would have they, they wouldn't fall for it anymore. Well, the fact of the matter is, is, we play video games, and therefore we are very gullible. <laughs> yeah, but remember, we don't play video games because we have no life. No, but because we have many. <laughs> So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're back onto video games. You know, we're going to tell you. We're going to tell you. If your favourite video game's great or perfect, you know. Yeah, and Jim, you get to take part in those up-to-the-minute, up-to-date conversations about oh, video part- games this week. You're one oh, of those yeah. modern gamers who's got a new thing right when it's new. Oh, oh. I feel like I'm part of the fucking obscene mob scene right now. I'm so current <laughs> and up to date. How does it feel to be more up to date on video games than who was it in your video game grumps? You got more, you got more up to date game tech than the game grumps. I mean, you never know if they've got one by now. I mean, you know, they've got more fans than I do, I think. Oh, I need to get back to someone about the, the Series X as well, actually. Oh, have you got a hook up for that sorting? Yeah. Oh, nice. And actually, wh- while I remember, because, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll forget get and I feel terrible. Big thanks to Anthony and Josh from New Edge Gamers. Um, they got a Twitter at New Edge Gamers and um, you can also look them up on eBay, which is their primary um, uh, thing they do, They, which is why they, they had a spare to sell me, which they, you know, did at cost, which was just, you know, cool. That's very nice of them. You know, they, they, they probably could have made a mint off that. Um, so yeah, I really appreciate that and they, they got it sent here real quick and, and everything. But... Because my life works exactly like a curse. And the more people interact with me, the more they see it. It's just a pattern of... of, It's... You remember the Mighty Boosh? I remember that existing. Yeah. I, I, um... I heard a description of the character Howard Moon as any attempt to advance is immediately and cosmically punished. <laughs> yeah. And that's how I feel sometimes is, is I'm, ve- you know, I recognize I'm incredibly lucky in general, you know, with, with where I am work wise and, and stability wise, certainly a lot more than others. But there's so much monkey tourism that goes on with it. <laughs> Like the PS5, like every attempt to get one for months has been a long slog. And then you get that offer, and then, which at first was off because 
they weren't getting it. And then at the 11th hour, they were. So that was okay. Yeah. Then I had it scheduled for a day, which of course got pushed back. And then <laughs> it was eventually in the locker. I go down. I go to open it. It doesn't open. Ne- that's never happened before. Um, it was somehow locked with some other lock that I never interacted with in my life. So I couldn't get it open. <laughs> and then the system said that I picked it up, uh, which I hadn't. So then I, I looked at the, the security camera and just did the angriest mime that I could with a face mask on to try and communicate that the locker stole my fucking PS5. <laughs> Eventually found the nice man who helped me when I um, managed to lock myself out of my apartment. So now I look like a a dickhead again who can't (laughs) handle doors. Eventually got it, um, then got into the elevator, which was broken. So, and at that point, like... I could get out and then use the other one, although um, an elderly couple had gotten in first and understandably weren't taking risks. But they did see that the elevator was broken to a part of me was like, "Mm, fuck you. (laughs) I'm just saying, you know, I've got long-term injuries, so I've I've got a slight ability to say fuck you to an old person. <laughs> it's a vaguely defined license. Don't say fuck you to elderly people. I didn't. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Part of me wanted to, but you know, eventually got up to up there. That last bit wasn't a major problem, but it's indicative of what happens where everything that happens is just a tiny little petty dig that grinds you down. And then when I put the PS5 and set it up, I forgot that that was a place where I had not remembered to set up my new number on the two steps so (laughs) couldn't get in for a while um eventually worked it out but it's like when it comes to doing my job like editing recording footage anything like that like a 10 minute job for me will always take 30 minutes something will go wrong and break and that getting the ps5 was after days of me and becky trying to help with trying to find Mm -hmm. them in other places it had been a real road to get you to get you a box you could play the new games Mm mm-hmm I coordinated Justin as well. We literally had a squad. Yeah. We had literally four people on the case and couldn't Yeah. Couldn't do it. Anyway, I'm so sorry. I've been really chatty, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try and calm down. That's alright. You can be chatty, but I'm gonna divert you to be chatty about video games. Tell us about your video games, what you've maybe played this week now that you have a PlayStation 5 and can be one of them people what talks about next gen games. What one have you played the most of? that I've played so we can get a nice convo. Basically anything but Godfall on your list is stuff that I can talk to, uh, uh, I have things to say about. Godfall's the, the, the one that I've got no input on yet. Okay, okay, well we'll start with the biggie then, we'll do uh, Demon Souls, because that's the yeah. one I was most sort of into. It's probably, like, this last week the one I've put the most time into. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Yeah. I know that it's been controversial with some fans. It's been such a long time since I played Demon Souls that I can't even remember the UI, so I can't remember how inferior it's... Yeah, I've seen some people complaining, they're like, oh, the UI hurts my eyes. I'm like, I don't know what you mean. It's functional, it does the job. There's nothing about the UI that really bothers me. Yeah, like, I don't notice from software UIs. They're, they're just functional. Yeah. Then They're not really super pretty. You know, if there was some gorgeous UI that had been rendered mundane, like, like you know, Hades, for instance, if all of the lovely menu heraldry and everything was gone, and it, you know, that would suck. 
fuck, but it's fine. The only thing I would truly agree on, and well, I would say the only thing of the complaints I've seen so far, because there are many that I've not super dug into yet, but the only one that I have seen that I really do sympathize with is the cat ring. Mm. The logo for that, that would show you had the cat ring, I'm not sure if that's the exact name, but um, yeah. it was a photograph of a random cat that people really liked, and it was just <laughs> weird because everything else was, you know, within theme and, and stylistically the same, but there was just this, if you equip that ring, you get a picture of a cat friend to just look at you <laughs> the whole time. And then they changed it to a, you know, cat silhouette. It might just be a case of we never made a proper record of whose cat that was and we can't find them to ask if it's okay to have the cat now or something. You'd think, but apparently it is still somewhere, like now hidden or more like sort of taken out of the game experience somewhat. So almost like they were like, oh, this isn't serious enough for our, you know, remake. Have you heard yet? There's a new door. I had, yes. I saw the the news come up on my, um, I've got a little news ticker thing and I saw it come up. You can get the camera, the photo mode camera to sort of go through the door. There's an item back there. There's something there. No one knows what it is yet. I'm kind of intrigued by that. Very interesting. It's so rare to get a good mystery. And I mean, it's time. This is the time for it with a console that hasn't been sort of broken into yet where it's really new. Yeah. And it's it's been like a week and no one's worked out to get through it yet, which is nice. I like when a mystery takes a minute to crack. I remember when PT was designed for weeks, wasn't it? And it was done in the uh, by the afternoon. It, this is, yeah, this is rare. I, and, and I love a good mystery, especially because a lot of Easter eggs and hidden things. These days, the code is laid bare. You can't keep things secret unless you patch it in. Or unless it's for a new console that people haven't worked out to tear through yet. So you get a nice week of people trying to get in. Yeah. That's very cool. I like that. This remake of Demon's Souls plays so nicely. Like, I'm in sort of a similar camp to you of like, I played it when it originally came out, and I've not really gone back to it, and my memory of it is hazy at best. But like, Bluepoint have done a really good job of capturing the energy of that original game as I remember it a decade separated from it, but making it feel like a modern Souls game. Like, there's nothing about playing this that goes, ooh, this feels old and janky and, like, this is a decade-old game. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And then the the nice little touches they've added, like the, the new animations for backstabs and, and reposts and stuff, like, that's really cool. Characters lip-sync now. They, they move their mouths when they talk. They move their mouths. I mean, <laughs> some of them still don't, I noticed, which is weird. Like, I, I didn't mind that mouths didn't move so much, but the, the split is weird. Shopkeepers do? I've, I've seen shopkeepers' ma- mouths tend to move. Yes, and I, but I didn't see the, um, what's it, the monumental, the, the, the kid at the top of the nexus. See, I assume that's because they were meant to be a statue. Maybe. Maybe. Like, uh, that was my reading, was I thought they were meant to be like a a telepathically communicating statue, which is why I assumed their mouth wasn't moving. I think it was that and maybe the, the maiden... Is it the maiden in black? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The maiden with the big staff in the in the nexus. Yeah, you know the the wax eyes and everything. Mm. I really dig it. I like the little flourishes they've added. Yeah, I've been trying to work out because I I I'm going through it a lot quicker than I remember, mm. and I remember when. I, I really bought into the hype of Demon Souls' difficulty and was a lot a lot more careful in games back then. By the time I got to the phalanx, uh, the first boss, like I'd been there for so long exploring every other area <laughs> gingerly and carefully and slowly. And I don't know how much of my breezing through areas is 
I wouldn't say breathing, but going through at a nice clip. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much of that is stuff they've changed to the gameplay in the remaster and how much of it is when I played Demon's Souls for the first time, it was my first From Software game and I was, you know, overly cautious. I feel, at least for me, like part of that is I've played a decade of From Software games and exactly, I much yes. better know how they want to be played. Whereas, you know, playing Demon's Souls a decade ago is very much, this is all very new and alien and I'm not used to the specific kind of back and forth it wants me to do with enemies. Look, we've had three Dark Souls games and Bloodborne. Yeah. By this time, I'm very used to it and more confident going in. I'm much better now at knowing I can jump in, do this many attacks, jump back and still have stamina. Yeah. Like, I know how many attacks I can do without being like, oh shit, I don't have enough left to escape. Yeah. I know that that's a thing I should look out for these days. <laughs> So I'm in. I'm enjoying it. it. It's nice and nostalgic. It's because it, it really has been so long, and it was such a such a revelation of a game to me. I just absolutely fell in love with it, and I still remember just having to hunt it down, um, going out looking for it um, at various game stops, and finally tracking one down. And it was the the special little edition with the little book inside that gave you a, a guide to the early bits, and I used that for some stuff like that actually was really well written like it prepped you really well for what to expect from the game so that that sort of helped me get to grips with it but yeah going back has just been really good and 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 i really like how it looks because usually a souls game is really pretty from a from an artistic standpoint and, and a level of detail but i'm not normally sort of wowed by the 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 actual horsepower, the actual graphics from a more technical perspective. And this still isn't, you know, the best thing I've seen. Like, Godfall looks a lot better, but it still just looks really nice when you move to a new area and you see the environment for the first time. It's really pleasant. And if nothing else, it's so nice to play a Souls game at 60 frames a second on console. Yes, that is pleasant. I want to talk about frame rates later. Yeah, yeah. So, like, this might be a good one for me to mention it on like I've never been a huge frame rate snob type person. I'm I'm usually I'm very forgiving of a game that's got a choppy frame rate. Like I very much enjoyed the um Age of Calamity Hyrule Warriors E demo the other week, in spite of it having a frame rate that really suffers in some places. But PS5 having most of its launch games have options where you can switch between graphics and frame rate mode and being able to go instantly back and forth between 30 frames a second and 60 frames a second on the same game has really spoiled me on 60 frames a second. Every game I've played where I have played it at 60 frames a second and then turned it to the graphics mode within seconds I've gone, nope, don't like it. Don't feel right. Don't like it anymore. Yeah. And I, I can play it on the graphics mode at 30 frames a second if that's the default and be like, oh, Spider-Man's a great example. I started playing that at 30 frames a second with the ray tracing. I was like, this is amazing. Played it that way for a good six hours. Never thought about the frame rate. Played it at 60 and was like, can't go back now. Fuck it. Fuck that. That's bullshit. Yeah. It's done weird things to my brain having the PS5. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a been interesting to get to grips with it. One other thing I want to say about Demon's Souls is is the character creator. Oh, yes. And just how thrilled I've been. Because I couldn't quite remember, but I, I did a, a Twitch stream earlier and, and mm. uh, someone uh, said that they had a gender slider in the original. Mm. But in this one, it's like nothing's 
labeled by gender and everything can be um yeah every body part and, and customizable element can be used in in any combination the initial choice is now um what is it it's pick a body type it's body types a and b it's a and b yeah yeah so yeah i was able to you know take the body type and, and facial types and voice types and everything and and really create a, a non-binary character that i was really pleased with hey. it's so much better than sitting there for ages trying to decide which of the two two gender characters to pick. Exactly. And usually settling on the male one and then just slathering makeup and, and other things on. The gamers have been so salty. How dare they not put gender letters on the body type? Oh, they can... How dare they? They can fuck a lake. I don't... They can fuck a lake. I'm so over them now. Like, I don't... <laughs> That's such... It feels so old-fashioned. Where's my letters on the body types? I need to know if the silhouette has a willy or not. Yeah. I, like, it's just so outdated and I've, I've moved on. There's more advanced bigotry now, <laughs> you know, than the sort of... That's still the same. Yeah. But other people are, are like, you know, doing nastier things than, than like, like, it's just they're not important. They're not important. The, the reaction to the Call of Duty giving you a, a, a non-binary option as well, just, it's, they're so scared. Like, like, it just sounds like fear. Yeah. They're afraid of how powerful a character you're going to create now. They, they, they know <laughs> that they can't handle the fabulous character that you're going to make now. It's utter nonsense. I'm just... I'm so over uh, that. Like, like as I've become so so much more chill with work than I have been in in recent years, I'm just I don't I don't care about like the the hardcore gamer TM non-troverses. Like, like every time I've addressed one, I've had to say like, look, there's just this is nothing. This is nothing. It's never anything. No. I guess I've appreciated the gesture in Call of Duty, immediately undermined by the way it's filmed and angled to make Ronald Reagan out to be this, oh, it's time for the badass to, to roll on through. You can be non-binary while you're doing war crimes for Reagan. Doing the war crimes. Yeah. I, I said on my stream, and I'll say it here, there <laughs> is no way Reagan, in private conversation, said that... He's concerned for freedom-loving men and women everywhere. Like, he's never said that in private. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> it's so... Like, I was just... Like, I wanted to be sick into a little bag every time. And, you know, it's it's not worth protesting in the streets about, but it is worth me sat there thinking, God, what if this was Thatcher? <laughs> what if it was Thatcher? Stay frosty. Like, just... Ugh. It's a little nauseating. Conrad. What? What have you been up to this week? What have you been playing? What? What? You! Conrad! You've been so quiet. Oh, no. no. Uh, I've just been uh, so... Actually, what I was doing is I was finishing a Hades run. <laughs> uh. How are we going? Uh, yeah, not bad. I uh, So I got the hidden aspect of the exagriff and tried that out. Is that the... The gun. The gun. The rail. The adamant rail. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah... So I learned some things. Mm. <laughs> yeah. First off, uh, yeah, not that into the standard fire. Now, the special on it? Yes, please. <laughs> Love the special on that. Gave that lightning right away. Very pleased with the way that F went down. Got the triple bomb on it. It was going very well. The standard fire with the charge, I don't sit still long enough to make that useful to me. Mm. It just doesn't match my play style. And so I'd had a thought. I was like, oh, okay. This weapon functions in a very specific sort of way, at least based on the visual. I'll get Athena on that. 
to deflect in an arc. Right. It does not work that way. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> yeah, there are some instances where you, you can't quite get the synergy right. Yeah, but it's fine. Uh, you know, I really like that special fire. And I did just finish um, a run. I just wanted to play with it, so I didn't even put heat on. And I just plowed through. It's the dialogue for that I like. Yeah. Yeah, and that was fun. Like, because of the, the the deity or figure associated with it. When you get the clue to unlock thing, yeah. I was like, oh, shit, I know where this is going. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it, it was fun. And it was such an interesting choice. It was, mm -hmm. you know. An acknowledgement. Yeah, and it was done in a way that didn't feel all, like, all edgy, all look at us, we're being all subversive. Yeah. It was like, no, they had genuinely interesting things to say, and... It was thematic, as the discussion in the the last boss fight about it sort of mm -hmm. reflects, and and gave a sort of sort of fun little perspective. So yeah, 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 I, I love that gun from a lore perspective, and also yeah, it's it's a really interesting thing. Yeah. So anyway, I had just gone through that while you were having that conversation. Gotcha. I've just about been catching up with you on on Hades, comrade, because I fell a little behind you, but I, I've I've seen the credits roll now. Mm. I'm playing those post credits runs. I really like the narrative justification they have for why you continue to have runs after the credits. Yep. And like, I can see where the plot's definitely going for like, oh, there's a there's a second narrative arc and that's going here. But even without that, I like the little bit of story they give to be like. Hey, look, this is an excuse for you to just do this eternally, even when the story runs out. Right. And that was really nice. Yeah. I like any time you can make a narrative justification for a mechanic. Um, that's fun. Yeah. Yep. My 10th run was really, 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 really good. And I was very excited to be like, oh, I'm so excited to absolutely demolish this, uh, this oh, no. last boss of the run with this, uh, with this build. And I'm sure you both know I... You did not. I did not. Yeah. Mm. Which is a real shame because I had that build and I was like, I'm really excited to see how this build's going to come together. I had, there's a duo boon I'd never come across before that was basically, uh, your god gauge fills up very quickly by itself, but you only get 25% of the god gauge. Mm. And I had that paired with Zeus's call. And basically, I, I think I also had like a certain percentage of that bar is full automatically. So I was walking into rooms going like, throw down the lightning instantly, throw down three crystals so they're firing ice everywhere start dashing in with my poison fists and every room was melting within like two seconds mm -hmm. it was amazing oh it was so fun yeah i mean i i had sort of the opposite experience in that i was like ah i was i was even i was streaming at the time i was like ah this is no big deal i'm not gonna win this run so i'm not gonna progress narrative everybody can hang out and watch <laughs> no yes yes so. i remember having to duck out of that run because you're like oh yeah this build's not great i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get past this next bit and then and then, yeah you very much progressed i very much progressed so yeah uh but good game fun game still enjoying it still playing it uh still unlocking stuff Still haven't, like, finished the lounge. It is still my couple of times a week come back and play a couple of hours of it on stream game, yep. and I expect it to be through the end of the year and possibly longer. I'm just having fun playing this a couple of hours a week, just... Oh yeah, yeah, I could go for more Hades. Yep. If I'm ever stuck for something to play... 
I will enjoy a, ra- a couple of runs of Hades. Yeah. I've been thinking about like, okay, what games did I play this year? We're getting toward that sort of game of the year thoughts time. And I'm like, Hades is going to be a real thing to, to outdo on my like games I've enjoyed this year list. I think that's going to be true of a lot of people. Yeah. I did not expect when I picked it up that it would be such a front runner for my favorite game this year. It's real good. It's real good. Uh, oh, there's a game all three of us have played this week. What's that? Bug Snacks. Oh, yeah. 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 I played a bit of that Bug Snacks. Yeah. You've played a bit of that Bug Snacks, Jim? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I've gone quite... The, the, the fans on the computer have gone loud. Um, I'm sure we can fix it in post. Yeah, it'll filter. Conrad, lovely boy, by the way, built a new computer. It's pink. It's, it's pink and lovely and got full of lights, like a little Pink Floyd co- uh, concert inside a computer. <laughs> Um, it's very nice. It was a, a project, but yeah, it came yeah. together pretty well, and it looks good. It's very, it is very pink. It is, yeah. It's not done yet either. We still need to get a new video card in, but it's beastly. It should, uh, it should do you mm-hmm. for a bit anyway. There's nothing lasts forever. No. Yeah, how, how yeah, how you both getting on with bug snacks? Well, that's the one thing that does last forever is people will always be talking about bug snacks. Everyone's talking about bug snacks. Talking about bug snacks. Let's do that. Let's talk about bug snacks. Sure. Jim and Conrad, you two talk about it first because you've not had a chance to talk about it yet. Should I like bug snacks, Conrad, or not? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's good. I was based on the description expecting maybe a little more Pokemon Snap than it is mm-hmm. you know like the photography element is there but it's really more of a you know puzzle game which is great like i like finding the things in the environments and working out how i'm going to get that out and the way that the bug snacks interfere with one another when you're trying to perform a task that's fun mm-hmm. the muppet characters are adorable i know where it's headed like i'm st- Still real early in. It's not super secretive about where it's going, but the skill with which it writes that journey, I think, is worth seeing through. Yeah. Can I just can I just hazard a guess? Because, like, looking at it, my sense is that this is going to turn out to be like a, a stealth sequel to the Leonardo DiCaprio movie, The Man in the Iron Mask. You 100% nailed it. That's it, Jim. You, you got it. Got it in one. They've, they've left a few hints that Leo's going to be in town and he's going to be French. <laughs> Uh, I find the game disturbing intensely. I think there's a, an interesting bit of, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be processing my thoughts on bug snacks for a little while still too, yeah. I think, and, and, and continuing to play through. Cause I'm also pretty early and I'm maybe a third of the way through the game. I'm just saying, imagine a game called Poke Snacks where you fed Pokemon to monsters and then they grew like mutated body parts of the Pokemon. Yeah. I think everyone would be talking about Poke Snacks, but for very different <laughs> reasons. And, and let's not forget. Those little things are running around going a bongo 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 a bongo 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 ooh bongo bongo they're saying their names yeah but it's okay because there's one throwaway line of NPC dialogue about how they're not animals or vegetables then they're, they're not we don't know what they are and they don't seem to be sentient so it's fine that makes it better we have discovered this thing that we can't identify within the system by which we have decided to categorize things. Mm -hmm. We don't class it as a living being, therefore we don't have to feel bad about eating it out of existence. Like, I'm not sure I like the implications. (laughs) 
And my, my other big issue with it is is they're, they're, they're eating them alive. <laughs> not alive, not alive. They're not alive. They're not animals. They're not alive. Right. Yes. Okay. Sure. They're not people. I remember the exact same excuse for lobsters. <laughs> Chuck them in a boiling pot of water. They don't feel a thing. The screaming is just air escaping. I'm can't remember how true that bit is, but they do feel pain. Yeah, yeah. No, it. You can't think about the premise too long, or it gets weird. It's all I can think about. Well, I like when it's a little can of fizzy drink swimming around in the water, going soody, soody. That's adorable. It is. It's so adorable. It makes me want to. I mean, basically, this is the logical end conclusion of the phrase. It's so cute. I want to gobble it up. <sighs> As I've drawn towards the end and reached sort of point of no return, once you pass this bit, you're going to finish the game. Mm. I have 100% been playing this game by not feeding any of the bugs next to any of the villagers. I've just been collecting them for uh, the one villager in town who's like, no, bug snacks are friends, not food. Um, and I've just been like slowly trying to increase their collection of their little farm of bug snacks and being like, all of the bug snacks live with you. No one eats any of them. Uh. That is that has been the end game of bug snacks for me is how many species can I can I bring to the animal sanctuary? That's fair enough. I've been enjoying it more so than the bug snacks themselves. I just really like the Muppety characters around the island. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of them have some really good personality to them. Really interesting interpersonal relationships and the sort of the clashes between personality types are very well written and some of the topics that the game touches on are handled very well. Like very early on there is a there is a video you can find that is like here's a character dealing with depression and yep that's clearly written by someone who's experienced depression that is some some good writing there it's a good game i just like the clicky thing with the trigger where it feels like i'm clicking a camera shutter yeah on, on the playstation it feels like a camera and that i like that i haven't got mega far into that one it's not quite my thing there's something about it i find mildly irritating it's not gonna be for everyone for sure like I am digging it from the perspective of I like my animal-based collectathons, go find all the creatures out in the world and document them and go do little quests that lead you to find more animals around the world. Like that's that's my thing. Yeah. I like that a lot as well. I think it's more stylistically this one. Is it's just something about it where I'm I'm not sure what it is yet. I do like uh, some of the some of the characters and relationships in there, but in general I find those creatures annoying. <laughs> But that's just me. It's 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 they're exactly in the kind of style that irritates me. So it's it's just a style thing. Yeah, I, I quite enjoy the bug snacks themselves, and the, and the Muppet characters are are pretty delightful on the whole. Mm. But yeah, it's definitely a, a stylistic choice for sure. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm just I'm too mature and grown up. Mm, that could be <laughs> it. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm yeah. very adult and responsible. You see, last night for dinner I had uh, Chef Boyardee canned ravioli. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I classed it up. Yeah. I put some freshly uh, grated Parmesan cheese on top, and I threw in some uh, red, pe red pepper flakes. So, mm. you know, it was like a, a proper meal. <laughs> I've been trying to make myself eat. Adderall stops you eating, but let, let's face it, I don't. I'm benefiting by not trying too hard. I'll say that. It, it's one of the better problems for me to have. <laughs> but, yeah, I've just been eating a bit of ramen here and there mostly. 
Yum, yum, yum. And, you know, I've got bananas to get through. Jesus. Thank you for taking so many of those comments. <laughs> My pleasure. We'll have banana bread for you by the end of the oh, week. Oh, wow. Nom, nom, nom. What else have you been playing this week, Jim? You got oh, anything else you want to talk about you played? So many things. What you played? Oh, oh. take my hand and, and come with me to the forest and climb that tree where where Grandpa's been shitting, you know, just to let me know if you think Jonathan will like it. <laughs> um, right, okay. Where were we? Video games. So I've played also Miles Morales and Call of Duty, and is there anything else? Maybe. It'll come to me. So I'll, let's talk a bit about Miles Morales first, mm-hmm. because I, wa- I really want to address something here. Yeah. Now, I did a video a few months back called Lies Year 2020, where I, I mentioned that because it's a, a console launch year, it's, it's a time where you can just say any old fucking shit you want, <laughs> and you won't get called out on it, which is why before the last generation, Sony could say, oh, you'll be able to play the video game as it's downloading. And we saw like what a house of cards that promise was. <laughs> and this year it was all this fucking, you know, it's it's so fast and instantly loading. And it's like so far a lot of that is true, but mm, Call of Duty seems to have some fucking loading behind it. And then there were things like what Tim Sweeney was saying where PC gaming is gonna be taking cues from the PS5 for a while, and I immediately called bullshit on that, and people immediately said, You're wrong. Oh, oh Sweeney's right on that one. And then I boot up Miles Morales and get given the option of frame rate or all of the stuff that Sony said a PS5 was worth getting for. And I immediately think, hmm, this play without limits tagline seems to be a little bit tenuous. I personally am a fan of here are two settings. Do you do you want all of the reflective surfaces to have really fancy reflections or or do you not care about that and do you want resolution? I mean I'm just saying that the the, <laughs> the PC market that's apparently going to be taking cues from the PS5 probably be all right with without needing two directions for that. I mean I'm just I'm just rubbing things in Sony's face. It's not to say the game isn't good. As someone who has recently bought like a up-to-date gaming PC, I will say I'm impressed by PS5 load time sometimes where I will load something up and go, oh, sh- oh shit, that was real fucking fast. Yeah, I mean, like I said, like for the, the current crop of games, yeah. it, it's fucking fast, definitely. Yeah. Except for the issues I've had with Call of Duty again, but, you know, I'm willing to, to put that on Call of Duty's shoulders. Uh, the, I, I don't know if you've made it far enough in Miles Morales to have fast travel yet, but I never fast traveled in the original game because fuck it, it's fun to swing around. I fast travelled a few times in Miles Morales just because I kept having the novelty of I was it, it teleported me there like instantly. That's real cool. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't want to imply that the PS5 isn't a good bit of kit. So far, I have liked it. You know, I've booted up games um, again like Godfall and been pretty impressed by the visuals and everything. I like the UI. I really like the controller. Um, mm. It just, after everything I heard this year about how so far and above PCs it would be, getting that choice in Miles Morales was just a bit of a hmm. I've been thinking about it differently in that I just always kind of assumed that was going to be bullshit. Oh, I did. I mean, I immediately called it. Yeah, I've, I've much more been looking at this like, how does this compare to the PS4 that I've primarily been playing on up to this point and gone, oh no, that's, that's leaps and bounds beyond the ps4 that's great that's wonderful 
I'm happy it's quiet and fast. That much is true, yeah. You know, I still have a lot of preference for playing certain games on the PS, um, on, well, on a console, yeah. um, rather than sit in my workspace with, with a PC. Although, with this this little beauty, with the pink beauty here, I might have to try, you know, your cyberpunks and your things on, <laughs> on here, just to see. Yeah, so again, with a lot of these, because I haven't had the, the PS5 all that long, I've kind of had them sort of a, a charcuterie plate of them and had a bit of each go. So yeah, uh, so far good. I was a little, a little bit wary when the first thing you fight is one of the tiny handful of villains that was in the, ori- uh, the original in, in <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man. I was like, Oh, come the fuck on. But I've seen hints that, you know, at least another one. A, at least an, a, a new one And I'll see how it goes from there I will say this Don't worry too much about that I think it's very much Trying to start you off With something familiar To be like Hey see see It's like the game You you know If all you know Is Peter Parker Yeah And then the entire Rest of the game Is like Hey let's Let's do new stuff Let's do stuff From the Miles Morales comics Let's cool. do stuff That cool. isn't just Peter Parker Six villains again well, That's very good Very good Yeah because I've, I've Really not followed A lot of specific Game news and preview stuff for any of the, the PS5 and series, uh, you know, Xbox series stuff. Just because, you know, I wasn't going to bother caring much until I got outside of the business stuff, like the price hikes and all of that stuff. Yeah. So I, I, I haven't seen much of a hubbub about the villains in it. And because I hadn't seen much of a hubbub in my general news cruising, I thought, well, there can't have been anything too impressive in there that it's, you know, making spoilery headlines like it usually always does. But we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. I'm enjoying it. I'm stuck at the moment between the fact that the Into the Spider-Verse costume is really cool. Yeah. It also gives me a headache because the cool thing it does is that it gives it the frame rate of the movie, which is awesome, but so weird. If the frame rate thing gives you a headache, you can turn off the frame rate thing But still have the cool costume oh, I was hoping there would be an option there I was gonna, yeah That frame rate thing you can apply to any costume It is a mod that you can turn on or off On a per costume basis Oh, cool I'm gonna turn that off then Because it's a cool effect And I appreciate the gimmick But it was giving me a bit of a headache I played most of the game With the Spider-Verse costume With that turned off And I loved it Yeah Cool, cool, cool. By the way, unless I misunderstood what I'd saved, can the, is the PS5 saving like an hour of gameplay? Is that something you can do? Because I'm pretty sure I did that, and I was like, that's pretty cool. Okay, so what it does as a default, and you can change this in settings, is it'll have an hour of footage just constantly rolling in the background. So if you want to grab footage of something, as long as it happened in the last hour, you can you can grab footage of it. That's terrific. That is terrific. And sort of as, as it records new stuff, it deletes whatever's last in the backlog. Yeah, because the PS, because I use the share function a lot. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, glitches or interesting gameplay things would happen or I wasn't directly recording it. Yeah. So the share function was good to grab those little bits. But, it, you know, it would do that same thing, but on a 15-minute basis. An hour is amazing. I went through a Dark Souls thing and thought I'd lost some really good gameplay. Or, you know, I wasn't planning to record stuff. Yeah. Then some good stuff happened and I went to keep that. And I'm like, wow, I've got a really nice 
solid bit of footage. Yeah. I'm not sure what resolution what resolution it is yet, but uh, you you've got options in the in the options menu. You can go up to 4K in recording. Cool. I'll have to see what it, what the default was. That that 4K footage is like good enough. I would be happy to use it in background yeah. in video editing stuff, which is nice. And in general, I stick to 1080 anyway. Like that would save me having to like constantly wire the the thing up for capture. Yeah. And you know what's my favourite thing about that share button on the PS5 is when you go like, oh, something just happened and I want to retroactively capture it, you have a bunch of different options of how much of the past footage to capture. You can be like, do you want the last 30 seconds, the last minute, the last two Mm. minutes, the last five minutes, the last 10 minutes? The Switch's share button, for example, 30 seconds. That's usually great. Sometimes you need just a fraction more and it's nice to be able to say, this is about how long I need. I don't want to say 15 minutes and have to cut just a minute out of it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that there are those options there and and that it it gives you because because i i stand by even though i i I don't think it took off as as much as it could have but it's still really useful um and a lot of people still do use it but i said the the best innovation last generation was the share button it's a great idea yeah Uh, and i'm glad that they're iterating on it and giving you more to do and better quality yeah oh ps5 things have you played around with astro's playroom at all yet a bit yeah i i started playing it while um i was waiting for dark souls to download dark souls well i knew that had happened at least once (laughs) i was waiting for demon souls to download and Demon Souls downloaded swiftly because I'd had the, the PS5 in rest for a while. Mm. So I didn't get too far in it uh, before I was immediately in on that Demon Souls action. Um, I liked one. It's, it's very nice looking um, visually, very pretty. Um, and I appreciate all the weird little robot versions of, of PlayStation games are in the, the levels and that. It's just a really nice little packet. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a nice, just, it's just a very pleasant first thing to play around with. Sure. And, and for something that is positioned as a sort of tech demo, it really feels like a, a, a more put together game than that. I, I keep saying this about it. Like, even if you're someone who needs to turn off those fancy triggers and the fancy rumble for accessibility reasons, it's still worth playing Astro's Playroom. It is still a good game beyond the value of its gimmicks. And it's so good that there are options for that kind of thing as well to begin with, just, you know, rather than the Nintendo approach of if you can't do this, fuck you, we want to bottleneck people into doing things our way. Yeah. If you do, if you can't do the, the gimmick thing, there's still a good game here. Don't worry about it. Those adaptive triggers are weird. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what stuff have you done with them so far that's felt weird? I mean, not much. Like, it just seems certain games will make it more taut than others so far. Yeah, that's that's basically the thing. The one thing I would recommend trying, which is the thing I keep thinking about, where I'm like, okay, okay this feels kind of cool, is in Astro's Playroom, go to the, the room where they keep all of the collectibles you found, and at the back of the room, there is a machine where you pull a lever, and a ball comes out, and then you crush the ball with your other trigger. Right. It does two different sensations with the two triggers, and it felt very cool to go back and forth between these two different sensations it's the one i keep thinking about felt cool because like it's a neat little gimmick i'm like oh that that feels a bit different but you know it's still nowhere near as i'm still always delighted by noises coming out of the controller (laughs) like as simple as that is like when when phone calls were coming out of wii remotes in no more heroes and and stuff started coming out on the the playstation stuff as well i'm like this is so neat and the light 
the light on the dual shot changing colors. I, I'm easy to please, but the the triggers aren't quite wowing me. But the triggers are doing it for me. But I'm I'm so sad that the the switch port of No More Heroes is really nice, but you don't have the phone calls coming out of your controller course, anymore, yeah. obviously. And I'm like. I don't know, you're playing at a stable frame rate, but do I do I want to play this without the phone coming out my Wii Remote? I'm not sure. Throw the switch <laughs> in the goddamn bin. Yeah, so I do like the rumble on that controller. It feels nice. Yeah. Like, it's not just sort of neat from, from you know, how it moves about, but rather than a sort of shudder, it's almost got this, like, like one of their massager machines or something. Like, it's got that sort of rhythm to it. It's got some nuance to it. <laughs> yeah. It's very nice. Yeah. Conrad, what else have you played this week? Oh, well, I did play some Fall Guys, and last week I'd been complaining about Night Fever, and the new update had come out, and I hadn't played it yet. And so then I did play it, but it was a full week ago, and I barely remember anything about it because it was a week ago now, and God only knows. I remember from your stream that Night Fever basically came up zero times during your stream. Like, clearly they realized that you didn't want to play it anymore. Yeah, yeah, they heard me loud and fucking clear. Uh, which, you know, whatever. There's a new level that is built entirely on jumping across fan blades that's pretty good oh they added the spinning blade to the to perfect match that's the other thing yes. oh my god <laughs> so they had teased this on uh their twitter at some point and someone shared it with me and i was like oh oh that that's a bad and it was really going fast now, it does not go that fast, but it is like having to combine jump challenge with perfect match. And I watched a game, and it was a second round appearance of perfect match, so there were still some 39 people in the match. Only, what was it, like three came out of it? Oh, God, yeah, it was like less than half a dozen people. It was a massacre. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> Uh, so that's, that's fun and horrifying. Yeah. 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 It was beautiful to watch. It was really something. It was nerve wracking to play. Yeah. Uh, so if, if that comes up, God help you. Uh, I don't know what else to say, but yeah. So Fall Guys is really still mixing it up and I'm happy with that. And I'm also happy that I'm, you know, I'm only playing like three hours of it a week and that's enough. It's good. Not enough to get tired of it. That's the thing. It's There's enough of it there that I'll come to it once a week and have a good time and I don't need to be, you know, I'm, I'm not playing it as fervently as I did season one. I'm probably not going to finish the season pass this time, but yep. I'm having fun with it. It's there when I'm ready for it. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm still pleased. Yeah. So yeah, that's, but that's pretty much all I've played this week is those those three things. Oh. Uh, I think I think last thing on the everyone's playlist, Jim, you played a bit of Godfall today. I played a bit of Godfall today. You played a little bit last night as well. Yeah. How 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 is it? <sighs> yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's <laughs> I've described it as Kingdoms of Amala, but less. Like it's just it feels like less, and it's it feels pretty weird being this sort of melee focused hack and slash that nonetheless controls and aims like a third person shooter so you only slash in the direction the reticle points and i'm like especially when i'm playing demon souls and there's like stuff i want to hit quickly behind me or something and I, it's just point in a direction and attack i keep doing that and then just sort of attacking thin air forwards um, so it's Satan's I'm getting used to. This is a company that knows making first-person shooters that made 
a third-person shooter with a gun. Well, I think Gearbox is only publishing. Oh, did they not develop this? I I had it in my head they developed it. Yeah, I thought that as well at first, um, and and I was I was corrected on stream that oh, I can't remember who it is, but it, it's it's someone else. Although you know it, it tries to carry these sort of Borderlands sensibilities from a mechanical aspect, but I've got that loot fatigue already, which I feel with many of these games, especially the live servicey ones, um, where just you're picking up so much generic loot you lose interest. And I immediately didn't give a crap about the stuff I was picking up. So it, it's weird. It's like, it's not a bad game and it's fine. And the hacking and slashing, you know, when I, when I get on a roll with it is pretty good and, and that, but I've just got no real connection to it. Like it's just not hooking me. It's, it's okay. Looks nice though. I mean, not artistically. It looks kind of generic. Well, some of the, the, Playable character options you can unlock look nice from a design standpoint. Some of the texture materials look nice. Like that's a very shiny suit of armor you've got there. Oh yeah, like that's 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 where it shines is is purely from the the tech standpoint of just this looks very bright and, and shiny and. Every time I look at footage of it, it reminds me of all of those videos you get every couple of years where it's like we made Ocarina of Time in Unreal Engine, and it's like okay, you you made one room of that game and you put infinity tech budget into making one room look very impressive. Yeah. Everything has that sort of shiny, unreal feeling to it. Indeed, indeed. And, it, and yeah, it's it makes for a pleasant visual experience, I've found, that I just wish, you know, it looked a bit more original, you know, a bit more inspiring than it is, because it really is just sort of, here is a fantasy world, here are trees, and here are some goblin-looking things. The other thing, this is the thing that's really pissing me off, and we talked a little about this earlier, Laura, was, I guess, for want of a better word, the checkpointing system. Oh, yes. With regards, not when you're playing it, but when you've stopped playing it. If you close the game, go back to the main menu or anything, you know, if I have the game running, but I have the PS5 in rest mode and come back to it, it'll happen too. But basically, if you quit the game for any reason, when you come back, you'll keep your character levels and everything, but you will have been thrown so far back geographically. Yeah. You will be right at the beginning of a of a gameplay section, which could be a huge chunk of distance. It treats your gameplay experience much like um, a raid in an MMO, where if you don't complete the entire instanced encounter in one go, start from scratch. The difference being that this is a game that you can play solo by yourself, single player, and it feels very weird to have a game that can be played so much as a single player game not give you any of the conveniences of single player gaming. That if you're playing by yourself, it treats it like you've played an MMO and you've quit mid-session. Yeah, and, and the thing about it is it threw me into the game with, yeah. without it, it. I don't think it's mentioned co-op once so far. Yeah. Yeah, and again, like, it very much explains why it's doing that thing when you put it into rest mode, because you're no longer connected to the internet. It's like, oh, you're not connected to the server, throw you back to the start of the MMO raid. Yeah. It's treating single-player gameplay like it's an MMO raid, and that's really weird. Yeah. And jarring. The only upside that I've seen is that certainly for the one really early area where I was in, it's annoying that it repopulates all the enemies, but it also repopulates the um, the loot chests and stuff. Mm. But it's not worth it. It's actually not worth the waste of time. It's like, well, I guess there's just some little some little recompense. But yeah, that's annoying and it makes me not want to play it. Yeah. And it just, it, it's not something I can see myself glued to and it's not. It's one, it reeks of that launch era game 
the halfway through this generation or more towards the end, people say, oh, God, you remember that one? It's one of those games that it's like, we've got all this new horsepower and enough money to make a good-looking game on the new thing, and we're going to let our visuals carry us past a certain amount of having not really made a good game underneath it. And I'm just, I'm so over these insipid loot systems that are all the same and look the same. I'm sick of flicking through green and blue squares, hoping I see a purple or a gold fucking square with a slightly different picture of a sword or an axe, or if I'm playing a game that it's really taken a piss of gun. I'm just, oh, yeah, oh, I'm tired of it. I'm starting to feel the loot fatigue on a serial scale rather than per game. Uh, have we got time for a couple of news stories before we wrap up? Yeah, let's do a few real quick. Yeah. yeah. So there's a couple of stories about Ubisoft this week. And before we get to the usual Ubisoft upper management is bullshit story, we've got a bit of a different Ubisoft story that, that happened during the week. This one is much more about the people working, actually making games, um, specifically Ubisoft Montreal. There was a, a story going around earlier this week that Ubisoft's offices in Montreal were going through what was initially reported as a hostage situation. Everyone has come out fine. Details are a little bit murky afterwards, but what seems to have happened is that there was a swatting or something of the equivalent. A false threat was made to the authorities and staff were evacuated from one of Ubisoft Montreal's buildings and in the other building barricaded themselves on the roof until police could sweep the building and make sure that the threat was not uh, legitimate. I'm very glad that everyone there is okay. It's a weird story and that I... I got a lot of people messaging me because on this show we are very critical of Ubisoft upper management and people going, oh, don't, don't you feel bad that you're critical of Ubisoft now that something bad's happened? I'm like, well, we're, we're critical of their upper management being shitty people. Yeah, no, something bad's been happening for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, and if you're using it as a gotcha moment, don't pretend you care about people. No. Like, that's that's the thing, is we can simultaneously say Ubisoft is a company with a shitty upper management corporate structure that needs to be fixed and we're going to point it out whenever we can, and also go, fucking hell, that must have been scary for people working at that company. I'm glad they're okay. Yeah. One thing that hasn't been talked about a lot, but probably should be, is the way that reporting was done on this story. In real time, media were reporting on the location of what were at the time believed to be people hiding from an armed assailant. Media were in real time reporting all of the staff have barricaded themselves on the roof of the building. That is not a thing you should do when reporting on hostage situations because you have potentially given information to attackers. And thankfully, no one was attacking. It was a it was a false situation, but yeah, that is that is a bad bit of reporting that happened around that and could have been a problem. Mm. And I have nothing to say about that other than that is a thing people should be aware of. I, I know I fell victim to, to it. I, I shared a link before taking it back down and going... I probably should not be sharing this. Yeah. Once I saw Rather Press picking it up, then I was like, I was watching Conrad streaming and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. It's just a a thing that I had to realize I'd made a mistake and I I sort of want to say to other people listening is if you see news reports of where people are hiding in a potentially dangerous situation like a hostage situation, do not share those links. Do not amplify information about where people are hiding in those situations. Yeah, that's fair days. Very fair days. But with that out of the way, there is more information about upper management at Ubisoft being shitty, which feels like we should probably keep mentioning those stories when they come up. Well, absolutely. I mean, the problem is never going away until, you know, I mean, it probably never will. Yeah. 
Uh, Ubisoft has removed managing director Hugo's Recall, who was the managing director on Skull and Bones, from the company. Now, there's a lot of lack of clarification right now whether they were fired or whether they just aren't a manager at the company now and have been moved to some other department. This came as part of a leadership audit which seems to be code word for internal investigation into all of the allegations from this summer. Effective immediately, he is no longer managing director of Ubisoft Singapore. Recall was one of the people who was talked about during the big list of allegations against various members of staff. I remember, yeah. Recall has been accused by multiple sources of sexual harassment, including making suggestive comments about what women were wearing, soliciting kisses at work events. His management style was and behaviour at work were reportedly problematic, citing bullying, demeaning comments, and retaliatory action towards those perceived to have stood him up. So it's good that something has happened to him, but it's very unclear right now whether he has actually left Ubisoft as a company or whether they've just moved him out of that position so that he's not manager of anything anymore. They've been very vague about what has happened. Just actually, no, there has been an update while we've recorded. He has not been terminated and will continue at the company, just not as a manager or in Ubisoft Singapore. Uh-huh. So he's been moved to a different office and given a different job. Uh-huh. He will remain at Ubisoft. Ubisoft, a Ubisoft spokesperson said. So he hasn't been fired. He's just been moved somewhere else in the company to make a headline that makes it sound like they're fixing something. Well, that's that's weird, because that sounds like the kind of behavior an organization does when it doesn't want to actually face up to abuse within its system. You know, shuffling the people around. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, so you can have a headline that says that this person has been removed as managing director with the little tiny footnote most people won't see of... Well, actually, he still works here, but just he's just not that anymore. He's not an MD anymore. Yeah. You know, if someone, if somebody accidentally writes a headline that's more suggestive that they you know are no longer working there, well, you know, I mean, these things happen. Yeah. You know, we, we're not going to correct you if you do that, but that's on you, not us. <sighs> I mean, I don't want to keep making references to the, to the Catholic Church as I have in relation to Ubisoft in the past. But, but I mean, if the shoe fits... Well, maybe if Ubisoft stopped behaving so much like the Catholic Church. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, we are shifting our executives to different parishes now is what we're doing. Mm. You know, let's maybe not Ubisoft... <laughs> Fucking yeah. uh, unbelievable. Well, you got a little bit of news about uh, that, that Microsoft Bethesda acquisition. Oh, yeah. Because uh, there's been some questions for a while about what is that going to mean for, for future Bethesda games? Will they come to other platforms? We do actually have a pretty good idea now, it seems. Xbox Chief Financial Officer Tim Stewart, speaking at an event, offered assurances that Microsoft has no intention of just pulling Bethesda content out of Sony or Nintendo. When we think about Bethesda, we'll continue to sell their games on platforms that exist today, and we'll determine what that looks like over time. I'm not making any announcements about exclusivity or something like that. Microsoft would want Bethesda's content in the long run to either be first or better on Microsoft platforms. It's not about being exclusive, it's about adjusting timing. If you think about something like Game Pass, we want it to show up best on Game Pass and first on Game Pass. It seems like from this statement, basically, Hey, it's probably Bethesda games are going to be on Game Pass. I would guess six months to a year before they were anywhere else. That's the action right there. I, you know, I, I can't say that that necessarily says that to me. There could be other 
merits or benefits or, or whatever. He's, he's specifically said we want to use Bethesda to drive our Game Pass subscriber base through that Bethesda pipeline. Sure, right, but I think I think when you're looking at a publishing company like Bethesda, so much of its value and and its value is in a lot of ways the reason you bought it is just derived from the fact that they're multi-platform. I don't know that it's going to be the driver if that's their goal. I don't know that it's going to be a big driver of people to invest in Microsoft platform so much as in PlayStation it has its exclusives and people are going to buy into that. Bethesda's not going to draw people over in the same way, I don't think, if it's just a timed exclusive. So I, I think that they they're probably will have some kind of benefit to it. But the fact that it's on Game Pass is a huge yeah. benefit in and of itself. The main bullet points they gave were basically we want we want Microsoft to get it first or best in some way. Yeah. It'll either get here earlier or it'll have some extra features that the other platforms don't have. But to reassure people. It definitely does not sound like Elder Scrolls 6 will at some point come to PlayStation 5. They're not going to go, no, it's only exclusive to Microsoft systems. You don't get it, Sony. Yeah, I can't imagine that they would. There's just too much money both going into these projects and, and coming out of them. Yeah, indeed. Um, so that's just a reassurance to people that don't don't panic. You're probably still going to get your new Bethesda game at some point on a Sony console, even if it is, I suppose, later or worse would be Microsoft's positioning. You know Bethesda, right? Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, I'm with you. That was a good noise I just made there. Yeah, yeah. FIFA 21 will soon let you track and set limits on how many FIFA points you buy from the in-game store. Uh -huh. Apparently that's a fucking workaround thing, isn't it? and they're being sly. Oh, yes. Well, you know, it, this just sounds like a, a matter of personal responsibility to me. Very much so. The the, the point I put on the, the topic list after this headline was, this is just a way to try and dodge criticism. It's not our fault you overspent on FIFA points. You should have used our system that we, we put in the game to self-impose a limit on your spending problem, yeah, Spender. It's just another version of their parental settings thing of again yeah. putting all of the risk because this is the this is the fucking mainstream game industry in a nutshell and it's one of my biggest problems with it is the sheer outright refusal to ever accept responsibility for anything it is 100% we're doing something that allows us to point the finger at you if you overspend it's your fault you didn't realize you were going to be an overspender and put a limit in before you started overspending this is the esrb doing those little in-app purchases labels and stuff it's all this they put so much effort into looking like they're putting in effort yeah they may and it's so naked and transparent they may as well have not fucking bothered yeah if if only you know if not for the fact that there's there's doubtless some doing the bare minimum to keep legal eyes off them and then you know not run afoul of the risk of politicians talking about regulation again they want to seem like they're doing something so that politicians don't look any closer exactly it's a ruse and it's despicable they keep wanting to sell these fucking they keep wanting to just just put gambling in their games and and, and exploit people of all ages you know i've always tried to yeah. not just focus on on the kids that they prey upon which they do they do but they also prey on vulnerable adults that you know, have have issues with problem spending. They are predators. That that's what they do. The term whale exists for a reason. Mm-hmm. So yeah, fuck them. 
Yeah. The last couple of quick things, which are just little bits of news for any of you that have picked up a next-gen games console that uh, might be useful to know. First, it's really easy to accidentally download the PS4 version of PS5 games. Yes, it fucking is. Yeah. So here's here's a tip for everyone. When you go and, like, you know, buy a new game on, on PlayStation 5, for example, Miles Morales Spider-Man that has a PS4 version and a PS5 version, when you, you purchase it and you go to the download section, it's like, yeah, I would like to download that. It'll show you some tick boxes. And it'll be like, why are there two tick boxes for Spider-Man? But guess I better download them both. It's probably parts of the game or something. One of them will be in the PS5 version and one will be the PS4 version. And it's not made immediately clear that that's the case. It took me a while to find that. Yeah. And I swear... I unticked everything but the PS5 version of Call of Duty Cold War. Yeah. However, it still downloaded not just the PS4 version, but the alpha of the game, which I never even fucking booted up when I downloaded it. And it put the alpha as the first choice on the hub and the only accessible one from the hub. I, for a while, had two simultaneous installs of Spider-Man on my console and didn't realise. I was just... I just had 60 gigs taken up unnecessarily by another version of the same game. Uh, City sausages. You can see if you've done this by going to your game library and sorting it by platform and if you sort it by ps4 you might go why is that in my library i i, I that's the ps4 version yeah. go uninstall it there and then go check in your ps5 library by sorting it that way and go yeah, yeah there it is that's the thing sony needs to sort if you're playing on ps5 just default to downloading and playing the ps5 version why would you want the ps4 one? Oh, and sony fuck you for that putting that hdcp in again fuck you oh not not just fuck you for that fuck you for putting that on as the default so that when i tried to set my console up via my capture system it just wouldn't work at all that was me this morning <laughs> yeah you have to go through setup to turn off hdcp yep i used to do it all the time on the ps4 because you know everything i get in in my life is unreliable like and breaks apart if it's like tech and stuff so i would sometimes need to rely on the ps4 for like tv stuff and the tv stuff and movie stuff and all of that won't work and that's why it's there with the AD, hdcp turned off so i was forever switching between between the two to capture game and watch stuff and I would always forget and get fucked up. I love that Microsoft defaults to having it off turns it on automatically for you when you go to an app that's like a, a Netflix or whatever, yep. and then automatically turns it back off when you exit. Wow. Use a convenience. I know, right? Use a convenience. Yeah. Rather than making us all the time fucking put in the effort to appease the fucking movie, like movie rights industry and the fucking music lawyers and, oh, Jesus Fucking Christ. Yeah, sort that out. Yeah, sort that out. And the other thing to be aware of if you're an Xbox uh, the Series X and Series S person, quick resume, wonderful feature. I love it in theory, the, the ability to have multiple games suspended in the background at once, just hop between them nice and quick. Sounded brilliant. Yeah, it is great. It doesn't work reliably. Uh... And this was a problem before launch, and I had been assured by PR, you know, all I could go off was their assurances of, yep, we're working on it, it's going to be fixed by launch. It was not fixed by launch. Most games will quick resume fine. The issue you should look out for is a lot of the last generation first party Microsoft games that got Series X specific patches. Things like Gears 5, Forza Horizon 4, games that got Series X launch, launch day 
patches. Yeah. Those don't work properly with Quick Resume. Oh, the ones that were... Oh. Yeah, the ones that were patched specifically to work with the Xbox don't work with the Xbox. And that sounds like it's the wrong way... It sounds like the wrong trousers, Gromit. Yeah, that's that sounds like the wrong trousers, Gromit, indeed. It's not the wrong trousers, though. That is the way it is. Uh... As cool a feature as Quick Resume is, if you're using it on Xbox, I would just suggest for now, don't rely on it. Make sure you save your games before you quick resume to something else, and just assume it probably won't have quick resumed right. I- I've taken precautions in case that's the case, because they are still fixing bugs with quick resume, so just be aware of that. Oh, well. It's great when it's working, just particularly those first party games with Series X patches, just assume for now they're not going to quick resume. Right. That sucks. I'd love to quickly resume. Yeah. It sounds like it'd be good. Like, oh, I want to play this game and then oh, I want to play another and then I'll quickly resume. It works for most things and it works well. Lovely. It's great when it's working. Good. That's good to know. I think I think that's everything we got on the list this week. Yeah. 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 Laura. Me. For God's sake, the people ask. I haven't had enough. I haven't had enough. Hungy Tum Tum. That's what they're saying. Hungy Tum Tum, how to fill with content. Well, I know someone who <laughs> produces all sorts of edifying content, and that person's name is Laura Kate Dale, and she's over there. Hello. Oh, hey, it's me. I make stuff at Laura K Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. LauraKBuzz.com. Everything gets thrown up there. It's got a snazzy new design. You should go check that out. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I stream on Twitch at 10pm UK, 5pm Eastern, 2pm Pacific. Every Friday, I put up an episode of Access Ability, which is a show about accessibility and representation in the games industry. You should go check that out. I've got books. There's Uncomfortable Labels. That's out now. It's about being an autistic trans woman. You can check that out where books are sold or as an audiobook on laurakbuzzstore.com. Things I Learned from Mario's Butt. That's a physical book. It's a coffee table book. It's illustrated. It's all about silly and serious video game character butt reviews. It's got a bunch of guests in there. It's going to be available February 4th, 2021. And if you if you backed it on Unbound like two years ago when we were doing that, you should have your copy in the next three to four weeks. It should be there before Christmas. Brilliant. And there is Gender Euphoria, which is a an anthology of non-cis people's just positive gender-affirming stories. And that's going to be out June 10th, 2021. Then there's podcasts. Pixel Squirt. It's about video game character porn. Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's about things that aren't video games, like board games and music and TV shows. And there's Dice Funk, which is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I'm on seasons three, four, five, six, and seven. Every season's a self-contained story, and that's got Comrade on it. Hey, it sure does. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Conrad Zimmerman. You can come and watch me stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash that Conrad Zimmerman. You can support that and me and everything I do on Patreon, patreon.com slash fistshark. And you could buy anti-capitalist propaganda from me at pinfultruth.com or audiobooks at conradreads.com. Other than that, let's see. Uh, Jim, you have a Patreon, don't you? Yes, patreon.com slash jimquisition. You can go on there if you you want and that pays everything you know all the content and that covers everything on the youtube channel for sure and this podcast and and one day other podcasts i think that's about it you know twitch i'm on twitch at jim sterling just jim sterling they're really good really fun and that's that i think that really is it we will see you next time thank you for listening and everything else and have a good one bye 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 yeah that'll do delightful